Chapter 7 Now Her Waiting Game When I looked at my watch, it was 7. I checked my phone and there were no messages. The message on the card from the beautiful red roses I'd been serenaded with said, Dinner at 8. I read it again, just to be certain. I hope the flowers are as beautiful as you. I miss you. I love you. Let's make it special again. Have dinner with me at eight. Kay. I smiled. But I wasn't sure if it was from the almost alluring message or from the tingling sensation I was feeling. Whichever it was, I knew I'd be counting the seconds till he arrived. I was now an hour ahead of UK time, so by my calculations, Caleb should be midair or about to land, provided he'd left in good time, unless he'd abandoned this notion. I thought better of it because I could sense from his note that he too was looking forward to seeing me. The hotel was magnificent and only 10 minutes away from the airport. It wasn't as grand as I'd imagined it would be, but it had a quaintness about it that felt warm and safe. It brought yet another smile to my face as I remembered long weekend getaways Caleb and I had taken, tucked away in a discreet B&B or a remote cottage, just as quaint if not more. I remembered how pure I thought our marriage was, how lucky I felt, and yet when it mattered, I'd seen another side to the man I adored more than anything. I suppose he felt the same, disappointed or perhaps helpless. Our relationship over the past year had been mediocre and neither of us had really made any effort to rectify it until now. The dedicated hotel staff were very polite and seemed very efficient. When I'd arrived, the deluge of beautiful welcome gifts was enough to guarantee that I would definitely be returning. I was inundated with several of my favourite things to do and I wondered if Caleb had anything to do with it. The answer, of course, was yes. He'd always prided himself on remembering everything I liked. That way, birthdays and Christmases would never be a problem. It wasn't always as I wished, but what more could I ask for? In my eyes, he was a quintessential husband, the one who would always love me as much as I loved him and would do anything to make me happy, I'd hoped. I'd been offered a massage and a facial, amongst other things, but I needed the massage more than anything. I happily accepted. If you need anything else, Mrs. McKeady, please do not hesitate to inform me, Matthias, the hotel manager, had assured me of an excellent service, and I had no choice but to relax and enjoy the moment. I stood for a minute and looked around, and somehow all this seemed familiar. Realising what it was, my mind started to race. I immediately felt faint. I needed air or a glass of water. Heck, I needed a shot of something extremely strong to push away my unexpected recollection. And even as I desperately searched around, expecting to find an invisible stop button, I realized I was venturing into that dark place where I had no hope of being rescued and where I desperately wished that I could close my eyes and never think of again. I'd been consumed with a deep sense of self-reproach. I don't know when it happened, but I'd lost every ounce of confidence I had and had no idea how to gain it back. I was blameless and yet somehow I felt a guilt that I would carry for the rest of my life, 
and for months prior, I'd felt alone and lost. Deep breaths, I muttered to myself, and slowly I was able to compose myself again. It had taken me three months to finally tell Caleb what had happened in Malaysia. Twelve weeks, five days, six hours, and fifteen minutes to be exact, and it took everything I had not to break down again. His reaction was one of disbelief. I'd hit him with a bombshell, and he had no way of digesting it without feeling sorry for me and disappointed in me at the same time, if that was even possible. Our lives after that had become anything but normal. We were both distant. I had sought the help of a therapist, but it was really a deeper search which eventually led me to the god I'd kicked to the curb years before whilst desperate to break free from my mother's roost, my childhood home. My brother and I had grown up under very strict conditions, learning to pray and reading our Bibles instead of magazines and comic books and going to church every Sunday. We quickly learned to honour our mother and her wishes, especially after our father had left us. My pious ways, however, had quickly diminished when I'd moved out and into my flat in Camden Town, the devil's playground, according to my mother. My rekindled spiritual life is what had eventually seen me through, and I'd found myself again, and now it seems my husband too. I made it to my room where I could finally catch my breath. I decided to unpack quickly before heading down to the spa. I paused to look at the hotel menu, and as I stood there, suddenly remembering how hungry I was, the distant chime of the telephone snapped me back to my senses. I walked across the room to answer it, but I had the strangest feeling of separation. I was suddenly anxious. Perhaps it was the knowledge that Caleb and I would soon have to recall facts from a not-so-pleasant yesterday.